0: Just checked with Pat Narduzzi and congratulations. MSU won the national championship the Kalen Lucas wrist injury year. COVID never happened. So Cassius is a natty champ and John L is entering his 20th year. Winningest coach of all time. You're listening to can't read, can't write. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Can't Read, Can't Write, the podcast that proves Spartans can talk. I'm Mike Jones, joined by a man who is astonished. We passed our net and our doozy, Kevin Greck. Greckers, how are you doing, buddy?
1: I'm doing well. Uh, and uh, I'm going to have to carry the load uh, because one listener guest, Alex Plum, can't be joining us this week. He's, uh, he's off, um, you know, commemorating the time he spent serving. Uh, our nation and indeed the world, the the peace of the world. Yeah. And did he serve our country,
0: honest. or did he really serve another country?
1: He served humanity, Michael. Mm. Humanity.
0: So, um, so this is a, a, a listener ga- a guest, but servant of humanity, Alex Plum, uh, and uh, we're we're sad to not have his services this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, of course, everyone, for listening to the pod. If we could ask a small favor, please share the pod with Spartans New Life. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Spartan underscore pod. I do believe the Instagram service has been downgraded, though.
1: Yeah. Actually- uh, I mean, it's reached such heights that it will never reach again. So what are we going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? It's on I the just, decline.
0: Maybe we just need to page Charvert and say, this was a year-long contract you understood. Yeah. <laughs> <Do you
1: understand?" laughs> You know, uh we we said a month, but that was an exploratory month. <laughs> you got Good the dude. gig <laughs> uh
0: we pay in freedom. Uh all right. Uh Greg, uh we uh we had a, a bit of a a boozapalooza uh bestowed upon your house
1: dude uh, we are so fortunate on this podcast we have listeners taking over our instagram profiles and elevating them we have listeners dropping off alcohol at our houses um mm-hmm. th- it pays it, it pays to be in the podcast game we would take more sponsors but to be fair and clear we got those
0: too, we got those too. We'll take more of them, but uh, but the the booze Palooza from listener Mike Jones, uh, fantastic. We are uh, so the goal is that we all can enjoy the same uh, booze together at the same time.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: obviously, you know it being a bottle, we probably will all be partaking again next week. But this week it is <laughs> the Journeyman's Silver Cross. Silver
1: Cross, yeah, uh, which is uh, out of Michigan. Um it's Journeyman Distillery I believe uh is on the the like southern west tip kind of down by the Indiana border and I am really impressed by this Jonesy it's uh bottled oh, at... I think,
0: I'm drinking something different than you actually
1: Oh really what do you have Yeah I've got
0: the Featherbone Bourbon Whiskey also from uh, Journeyman Yeah uh Journeyman... so this is this is interesting we can compare notes then uh what was your take on the silver cross
1: so the silver cross is uh it's bottled at 45 percent alcohol which i know from my my scotch drinking is a good sign basically anything bottled over 40 percent alcohol tends to indicate some kind of like special batch situation in most cases and this one was very alcohol forward like when i smelled it at first but then when i actually tasted it it was like the alcohol wasn't there at all, the burn wasn't there at all, and uh, it just like really kind of smooth got a little kick, a little spice to it. And I was very impressed, um, by, by Journeyman distilleries, which I had not heard of before. So, yeah. what do you have? What's yours?
0: So, I've got the Featherbone Bourbon. I would also agree it is, uh, um, it's not like overly sweet um, as a, you know, like a sort of, how you know, like in a maker's you can kind of get a syrupy sensation to it. Right. Yeah. Um, or even Jack, uh, I think is sometimes a little bit uh, too sweet. Uh, the sweetness of a bourbon is certainly there, but to your point, this, this has like a, a like little notes of pepper to it. Uh, yeah. It's, it, it's, um, which I think actually makes it a, a much more drinkable, uh, you know, bourbon, because you put a couple cubes in there, maybe a splash of water if you're so inclined to, to open it up. But like, it goes down easy. Uh, and uh yeah, small batch. Uh, it appears that I have batch 150 bottle 1072, buddy. Um, and uh, yeah, I, yeah, 90 proof. I am, I'm all on board with
1: this. So that one's also bottled at 45%. Okay. Yeah that maybe that's um, just a journeyman thing they're like we're not messing around 40 yeah. percent. take off
0: get out of here organic organic, and handmade is what the bottle promises and um
1: okay. and I, I would
0: i'd go so far as to say handmade does not do it well because this is a professional whiskey uh and so this is not something that they made out in the garage they did they need to upgrade facilities anyway uh lister mike jones thank you uh The reason we give him so much attribution here is because he is like the distributor of these liquors in the state of Michigan. Mm -hmm. So you all can do a big favor uh, to a local business and to Mike Jones. If you see journeyman out in the wild, buy it because he almost certainly provided it.
1: Put it on the shelf himself, his own sweat and blood there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for you. And you can have this like your own little personal moment with a listener, Mike Jones, as you pick it up and you're like, maybe whatever your name is, maybe I'll become the best version of this name just by being in the aura of the All right, all right. No. We,
0: can, we can cut this off. We can cut this off. That's fine. Uh, but, uh, Greg, for those who, because uh, I think we maybe have some new listeners who got through that lengthy nonsense, uh, do you want <laughs> I, to tell them the structure of the show?
1: Well, they're joining us in their, in their journeyman. They're, they, they paused, they went out, they got some. Uh, so we've got a few segments. Uh, first off, Uh, the green wall where we cover msu uh sports here locally for me uh and football always leads and there are a couple topics that we place on back burner last week that we're going to cover now uh then we're going to go off grand river talk about the wider world of sports and then as always uh take those twitter questions of which we have some very good ones this week so uh jonesy tell me about the now launched east lansing nil
0: yeah, the uh, the it's the player led. Uh, yeah. uh so no sort of booster middle person. Uh, the players right. created their own nil collective. Uh, it's uh, I think by experts in the space, this was a trendsetter. Uh, this, had, this hadn't really been done.
1: Yeah, I had seen. I, I had not seen another university doing such a thing yet, and there were other people that kind of came in and backed me up on this that like really yep. there is, there is not another uh student athlete that since, collective that resembles this. Yeah, I think it's it was announced. changed.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, other people were like, "Oh, <laughs> you mean I don't have to deal with a bunch of stuffy white dudes who uh who insist on injecting themselves into me acquiring wealth? Great, let's do that." Um so uh last week we were going to talk about this obviously uh you know we had a lot going on in the episode last week but um, they had uh, launched so a week ago, this coming Wednesday, or I guess no, two weeks this coming Wednesday. Um, and at the time, they had sold 455 access passes uh, and had accumulated at least ninety thousand dollars in revenue. the uh, The goal of the collective, which I think is fascinating, is that there's it, it, it is more true to what nil, yeah, kind of originally was supposed to be uh literally granting access to these players getting them to appear on things like if we somehow connected with the collective we could probably get players on the pod that kind of a thing i'm not suggesting that's a business venture we're particularly interested in but that that's the idea that uh you it, it's a way of booking it's almost a booking mechanism an autograph mechanism appearance mechanism um, yeah they're
1: gonna do like some social media like room check-ins after games and yeah that kind of stuff that that it's cool uh, subscribers will have access to yeah
0: it's, i think it's very cool and, and I think it was very forward-thinking on behalf of the players
1: yeah uh so xavier henderson of course is sort of the the public face of this at the moment right um or at least was initially i don't i don't yeah. know after that um but this the idea is it sort of like lives on past these guys it's you know uh players come in players come out and it's uh equal opportunity too across all of the different sports right
0: uh, maybe uh, that actually you're gonna you would know better than me. For some reason, I thought it was football specific, but you may I, well be right.
1: I thought I saw other sports were involved with it or going to be involved with it as would well. Love that. I, I could be mistaken on that. I probably should have looked into it a little bit more before I said it out loud. But um here we are. It's there. It's out there now. Um. So, so it,
0: if you're looking for an nil venture to support, I think yes. is where we would land. This is a good one not and there have, say a clothing brand that's masquerading as potentially nil
1: and there have been other ones you know every university has like boosters now it's uh, that you know are kind of competing to be this sort of most public nil collective um but i i really like that this one is player driven player led there is no middleman it makes me actually almost Want to get the credit card out and throw some cash that way, but yeah, I, and and I
0: think this is also a bit of a testament to you know uh, the the pro- football program has been doing a lot of publicizing of um, the the emphasis on financial literacy, uh, like in you know individual financial literacy mm-hmm. that they've been you know the programming that they've put into place for for student athletes um, and the entrepreneurship programs that they put into place for student athletes. And it's, it's kind of cool to see that they did all this programming and seemingly the athletes were like, yeah, I I took the notes and like, we're going to go ahead and make some money. Um, and, and it's, at least for football anyway, it is not limited to certain players. Like anybody I know for them, anyone's on the team, scholarship, non-scholarship, you can be, you become a member.
1: It is football exclusive at the moment.
0: Okay. You just want to go back and and rewind the tape for a second, and you didn't say wrong. those things.
1: I'll be wrong. I want I want them to know. Let them see. Yeah. You know. It's it's almost too much. It's overwhelming these How uh, right expectations are. to be perfect all the time, uh, and the fawning and everything that happens with that. You know, like human after all. As it turns out, you know. Um. Speaking of um, humans, I don't know. <laughs> uh, there are uh, great, great uh, this, uh, really human after all, as it turns out. Uh, there have been some watch lists that have been released uh, as we get closer and closer to the football season. I think we're six weeks out now at this point. Um, Tucker is on the Dodd watch list for, for the coach of the year. Uh, Peyton Thorne, Jin Reed are on the Maxwell watch list, which... Maxwell Award, of course, we know is is the most um, well researched and um, coveted. like coveted of the awards. Like truly, like any idiot can talk about the Heisman, but the real one, the Chef's Kiss, you know the 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 you know the real fans' Player of the Year award is the Maxwell Award.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes maybe the Walter Camp Award
1: also also good. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah,
0: really, that's the one. A one A one B situation really is what we got going on here. Uh, uh, I believe I forget it's the O'Brien. I think uh, Danny O'Brien for some reason stands out to me. Uh, Peyton Thorn on the list for you know QB of the year, uh, if you will. Um, and uh, Jaden Reed is on the Blitnikoff uh, watch list for receiver of the year. So this is not particularly surprising. Like no. they anyone who logged like a certain number of snaps the previous year is
1: on the watch list. Here's how these watch lists work. Hey, are you a relevant player that returned <laughs> to school from last year? Welcome to the list. <laughs> You're being watched.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, anyway, this is great. What's next? Uh,
1: we've got to the, well, uh, when we wrote this last year, the re- or last week, the Recruiting Doldrums, It was just sort of like, there's not a lot of news right now in recruiting. Mm -hmm. I think maybe the connotation of this has changed a little bit since the last time, uh, since what we originally wrote this for. Um, For listeners that aren't active on Twitter or aren't following recruiting, explain why we might feel that way, that recruiting doldrums has taken on a new a new connotation here.
0: Yeah. And, and I know you love talking about the teenage boys, but I do think there is a bit of a, a, a a recruiting strategy conversation to be had here. Uh, Mm. that is maybe more interesting. It's certainly, I think more interesting than the individual decisions of, of 16 and 17 year old boys, um,
1: which have not been going MSU's way is what we're
0: getting at here. So, uh, you know, the class that MSU has, I think, stands at 11, uh, you know, verbal commitments right now. Mm-hmm. And your average star rating per commit is just south of uh, a 90, which for those who don't track these things, that's a good number. That's a yeah. a, a very good number. Um, part of the way things get ranked, though, and... There's some ways in this is, which this is wrong, but at the same time, some ways in which this is right, it, based upon the total number of commitments you have, um, yep. you know, you need, MSU can't sign a class of 11 and say that that was a successful recruiting year. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, for those who, again, don't track this closely, you know, 20 to 25 is a more normal number for, uh, you know, how much you would sign in a year.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um in particularly acute, is that a number of folks that MSU had been in on, uh, so as of last week, uh, a number of folks that MSU had been sort of in the conversation of had opted to go elsewhere. Yep. This week, folks that were believed to be probably going to MSU chose to commit other places. Uh, and And what's unique about those individuals is that they play a very, very special position uh, offensive tackle yeah. and you, you, you can't, you can't just go out into the portal and pick up one of those. You got to get them from high school. Yeah. So MSU has in terms of offensive line, uh, I think uh, a, a class that you would say is good. They have two mm-hmm. four stars and a very high three star that is from our backyard um, that you wouldn't want to not have that, that commit. But this is, um, Uh, so the, my, the, the part of the conversation that I think you would find more engaging Kevin is that we, we talked a lot about how MSU was swinging for the fence and was, was, you can't compete with Alabama unless you try and get the same talent as Alabama. And they went out and they, they won some of those battles. Like let's not sleep on that. MSU went out and won some of those battles. They have lost some as well. And it's Mm -hmm. unclear to me who the plan B or C guys are because the last two seasons, Kevin, I don't know if you remember spring ball, but we've not had enough people to field a secondary one year and this year, not enough people to field an offensive line. So where's the talent, Kevin? You need bodies.
1: It's a a concern and it's where you know uh al tucker makes his 10 million dollars a year that's fair figure out this situation but yes the perception among recruiting insiders and i think it's fair to say among the staff is that they were expecting to know to have a couple of these guys and now they're going elsewhere now you could say recruiting's just started for them and maybe that's mel's approach to this is okay now i know who i'm recruiting against again we've talked about this this is not mark d'antonio's approach to recruiting where uh you know once someone commits somewhere else or commits to msu that's it the process is over i think mel has shown us that the process is not over at that point both guys in his roster and guys that he wants to add to his roster uh so maybe they they double down on those guys try to get them to decommit flip them maybe they open up the board a little bit the problem with opening up the board a little bit which would be probably the higher likelihood of success move is that you're behind on guys that you weren't recruiting earlier or you're taking a couple steps down guys that you were looking past before and now you're just sort of accepting that three or four years down the line you were going to have an offensive line that you'll have really needed to coach up so it's going to be fascinating to see what direction mel goes with this and we might not ever actually know maybe he goes all in on a flip and we don't actually see it maybe he maybe we don't Take as many OL as we thought we were going to take, but it's these are the big questions, and this is what happens as people that have followed basketball recruiting over the last ten years know. This is what happens when you step up and you try to do big boy recruiting in football and basketball. You miss on some big ones, you hit on some big ones,
0: and and so I, I think it is it's worth recentering and remembering. MSU just landed their 16th highest rated recruit ever Mm -hmm. um, and is going to hopefully be a difference maker. We also know that it is uh, possible that folks who are not four and five stars can become very good players. Um, Uh,
1: Highest taken in the NFL draft offensive lineman was a gray shirt. With yeah, I think a only a Western offer. It was like a Western preferred walk-on offer. So yeah. Yeah, Conklin, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's it. Can be done.
0: It's, it can but be
1: it,
0: done. The obviously that's not uh, a sustainable model, as we saw uh, under the Mark D'Antonio years, and which is why you've seen that even though you know in the last uh, you know Tucker's first two classes. Um, the talent was uh, it, we'll see how they pan out, but I think it, it's at least worth remembering that uh the guys that he went off after, you know, we had talked about them fitting a sort of a, a body archetype. Um that's you know, you hope you coach up some of those guys and that they can they can play at, at that level and eventually you're gonna land one of these offensive tackles and they, they likely are going to be a three-year starter for you. And, you know, uh, it's going to be great when it happens. But in the meantime, it's still building and you don't know who they're going to flip or who else they're chasing. And, and But that, that the who else they're chasing part is the piece of this that I just wanted to chat about because it is a little concerning.
2: It is. Yeah. Uh,
0: but it is I will a little concerning. This, There's no doubt about that. We, it's, it's a thing I've said many times on this podcast and this is the first time that I've ever felt like, wait a second but no one was ever going to be able to accuse Tucker of not having a plan mm-hmm. whether he'd execute on the plan or not is a thing my hope is that part of the plan is that there's something else going on here because it seems like Tucker had a plan and just didn't execute on it well. and you so far, so far
1: I mean, you're, you're, you're going up against other programs, right? It's, it gets oh, yeah. back to, you know, all of these other programs have guys on scholarship, like whether it was on the O-line, whether it was some other position group, you were going to miss on some guys. And it just happens that you're missing on a the on most a position, group. Position, position, it's business. really difficult to make up for in the long run
0: so yeah and for for people who are curious about offensive tackle just because i think maybe some people are like why is that so special um as a as a position you need to be uh more giant than pretty much anywhere else on the field uh right. you need to be uh over six six fair to say six 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 seven um six eight maybe uh so you need to be a very tall human being and then you need to you be need a to be lot of dude. In addition, three hundred plus pounds, and you need to be very quick on your feet. And so it's just it is a insane athletic profile that's very difficult. And um and and so those those people just don't exist. And when they do exist, they tend not to transfer because there are not many of them. So they have a job. <laughs> like I mean, that's that's where it's at. Um so anyway uh that's why that position group can't be remedied during the tra- in the transfer portal in most instances. Yeah. Um anyway uh, how are you you you're feeling fine though. I'm assuming you're in a don't care it's not december yet stage.
1: Uh well I'm a fool, you know. I I don't play things out years in advance. I I just like look at what's right in front of me right now. I'm simple. I'm a simple man, you're which is fist. why which is why I still regret that P- Pat Arduzzi was not hired as Michigan State's next uh, head coach. Uh, a simple man for a simple man. Uh, I would have been much more comfortable, I think, uh, if if it were Pat. Which is, uh, well, let's move on to this. I, I know we opened with this, and I know that we talked about it. I would have preferred to have not talked about this subject. But now that he's doubled down on it. yes. It, like it can't be ignored, right? And and for anyone that isn't living on Twitter, do you wanna explain what how Pat Narduzzi showed his rear end to everyone uh, this week?
0: I mean, it it started first of all with not even about us. Yeah. It it started with him badmouthing his offensive coordinator who left for Nebraska. Now, in fairness, it is reasonable to question the sanity of a man who leaves for a job at Nebraska, but <laughs> I think he said that he wasn't worth the money that he got paid by Nebraska. To which I'd say, bro, did you see how bad Nebraska was? <laughs> <laughs> He's absolutely worth the money. Um, but the uh, so Pat Narduzzi more or less said that based upon playing Michigan State in uh, the Peach Bowl, mm. that if we were the third best team. That they would have run the Big Ten because uh, they had Kenny Pickett. Yep. And and the only reason that they more it essentially too long didn't read the only reason they lost the Peach Bowl was because they didn't have Kenny Pickett, right. um, who was a you know a highly drafted
2: quarterback who's now playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers and set out the bowl game. Pat, I don't know if you know this, Michigan State didn't have Kenneth Walker.
1: Oh, no way. You mean other teams might have guys that sit out other higher rated guys, other guys that, uh, you know, one certain national player of the year awards, other guys that are apparently we didn't put this in the outline, but I'm told that uh, Kenneth Walker is the highest rated rookie on the new version of Madden NFL football. Yes. Um, you compare yeah. the
0: stats to him and Kenny Pickett. It's yeah. not even close.
1: So, oh, I, I guess this only applies for one team. And yet Pat,
0: Pat uh, coincidentally was like, no one could run on us. Like that, did, that just resolves
1: <laughs> the it it. dismissal of that. No one's going to run on us.
0: <laughs> to which I would respond with the picture of, um, I think it was Kenneth Walker's fifth touchdown against Michigan. I forget there were so many. Uh, yeah, but who can, but he who was can like, put a
1: number on it? The,
0: the entire Michigan D-line had surrounded... The O line for Michigan and Kenneth Walker's like pushed up against another human being. Still a touchdown. Uh, it was fantastic. I, I just I, I, so here's the the other yes. piece of that that's so stupid about Pat Narduzzi. Yeah, Pat,
1: have you forgotten about Ohio State?
2: <laughs> like.
1: And part of it, and why I wouldn't have talked about this at the time if it was just the first thing, is like every head coach is supposed to do something like this. He he got a little over his skis. It was all a little dumb. But every head coach is supposed to do something about that. Yeah. That's Pat. We knew that he was capable of this. He was capable of it when he was on our team, and we got to defend him in the, some of the statements that he, he made. Um, but now he's on another team. So now we don't have to put up with it anymore. However, he was given the opportunity to clarify his statements and he doubled down in a way that was worse. <laughs> so what are we what are we supposed to do? Of course, we're going to talk about what an idiot he is. I, I, it, it seems to me that Pat
0: Narduzzi is not only mad online, but mad in real life that no one called him about the Michigan State vacancy. Like it seems that there is no love lost here. Mm-hmm. Michigan State is dead to him, and Pat, bro, the feeling is mutual. Like you got you got housed by Western, yep. like, and you're the same year that you're like resting on your laurels about going to the Peach Bowl. Get out of here,
1: the get Peach Bowl, here. which was. One of the best bowl games that Pitt has ever been to in its entire existence, by the way. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, i I used to stand up for that man.
0: I used to stand up for that man.
1: There was a big part of the uh, of of the fan base and the listenership that want just ex just wanted Narduzzi f- f- for the sake of it. I was never sold. Uh, he ended up having a better year in the ACC than expected. Uh, yeah, I will continue. I will continue to root for him against Penn State. Uh and Clemson, I guess. And Notre Dame. But other than that, I don't care what happens to Pat Nordeezy. Bye Pat. Bye Pat. Bye. Uh
2: all right.
0: Let's uh let's say some nice things about Brandon with an E stands with a Z. shall we?
1: Is there any other way? Can you do anything else? No. I defy you to say something other than something nice about about, uh, Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z.
0: Go, go on, go on. Brandon E, Sands with a Z. He is our sponsor of this episode and he is with Gold Star Mortgage. Uh, Look, folks, if, um, uh, you know, home prices aren't settling despite interest rates going up. So if you're trying to like wait out the interest rise, I don't know that you're actually gonna end up saving money. Uh, TBD, uh, TBD, if there's a dip in interest rates. So if you're on the fence about buying a home, now truly might be a better time than ever uh, in the future. So uh, we encourage you to have a free consultative conversation with Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z. He's at Gold Star Mortgage. It's a Fortune 500 company based in Michigan that funds over $1 billion in mortgages annually. Brandon's managing a team with 100 years of combined experience, licensed in 32 states, including the entirety of the Big Ten footprint, except Iowa. Uh, that, that's and not only the current Big Ten, but the future Big Ten. So we're talking California all the way up to the, to the Rutger, uh, even farther than that. Uh, Kevin, you've worked with Brandon. He's a great guy to get First on the phone. One. Yeah, have, have a consultative conversation. There is no obligation if you want to get in touch with Brandon with an E, Sands with a Z. Uh, anything you want to share about your experience?
1: Well, one of the things I like best is that they service their own loans. Uh, I had a fantastic experience with brand brand with an E sans with a Z before, but at the end of that process, as happens with most, uh, loans, I got packaged up, sold off a couple times. And I ended up with a company called, uh, Mr. Cooper. And yes. I I think, I think that what it is is that some bank was like, Hey, Hey, w- w- let's do something folksy. Let's do something like, Hey, we're not your normal bank. We're like, we're like your good friend. You know, we're Mr. We're Mr. Cooper. But it does feel like Mr. Cooper could come remove me from my house, like kick me out of it at any time. It feels like I should I should fear Mr. Cooper. And the idea that, and I know this is strange, the idea that I could continue to work with Gold Star in the long run and just know that I, I don't have to sleep with one eye open waiting for Mr. Cooper to come and put me to the curb. I think would be tremendous peace of mind for me over the long run. So anyone that's experienced that before, anyone that's currently, um, you know, has, you know, the fear waiting of right Mr. Now. Cooper in the back of their minds, be gone. Brandon with the knee stands of the Z is always going to be there. Gold Star is always going to be there, and you never have to worry about Mr. Cooper breaking into your house and being like, "Get out of here, you bum." So that's yeah, what I would say. Uh,
0: love it. And they, uh, they provide, they can sell you any kind of mortgage product that there is. So anything from a VA loan to your conventional uh, mortgage, anything in between. Uh, you can reach out to Brandon at B Sands, that's the letter B S A N Z, at goldstarfinancial.com. Once again, that's B Sands at goldstarfinancial.com.
1: Do you know if he considered getting the email B E Sands with a Z? All written out like that. Next time, say more. Next time. All right. Anyway, spelling jokes. Getting into the getting into the journeyman over here. What can I say? This is your fault, Mister Mike Jones. This is what you wanted. uh
0: Let's let's head off Grand River, um, and chat about Sean Clifford, shall we? Yeah. How does Uh, that guy still have eligibility? By the way. Yeah. (laughs) Is it just that
1: every Penn State quarterback seems like the same thing? The Big Ten and white players that stick around for 40 years. Like, name a more dynamic duo than this. <laughs> it's it, That's uh, it, the, the two Spider-Men pointing at each other. That's right. That's right. Uh, so much much ink was spilled this week about... A new model of college football unionizing uh, at Penn State and spearheaded by Sean Clifford. However, he did come out later in the week, and I think later that day, it was like, muddied, no no. no. <laughs> muddied everything up. Like, I don't. what do you make of this? Where are Because uh, I think we all know that this is sort of the direction that the winds are blowing in the long run. Uh, there's just so much money right now. Um, NIL is in the air and the NCAA is is not taking the steps that it would need to do to sort of like head this off, create a system for this. Uh, it seems obvious to me that something like this is actually going to gain traction at some point. But what, what do you what do you what's your read on on this whole situation?
0: Well, I mean, I. I, I would say there's a number of things that Sean Clifford apparently was advocating for that. So it was uh, revenue sharing, particularly under the uh, you know, TV profits. Um, something we've I, talked about on the pod.
1: We uh, did. We, we remember everyone when conference realignment seemed like the most important thing several weeks ago. And we, we dropped, haven't really we, talked about it since. And then we dropped uh, a little nugget that week too yeah like the speculation like what if the big 10 cut in the the athletes in its new tv deal like that would be such a competitive advantage against all of the other conferences that don't have such an arrangement it would be incredible And, and it's something that might be worthwhile because with that much money you're so far in the diminishing returns um I, I don't know what it would take. I don't know what it would involve, but it seems like an opportunity, right? To, to yeah. do something like that.
0: As we'll get back to Sean Clifford, but it does really feel like we're in an arms race against the sec, but I'm not quite sure what we're fighting for. <laughs> like. Cruits,
1: Groots. Sure. Those, O-line to what end? From earlier. To, to,
0: to what end?
1: Like. For what for is, winning.
0: Yeah. For more winning. Yeah. All right. Uh, Anyway, so the thing that Sean Clifford also talked about, the the piece that I think is the singly most compelling component of uh, something that's not talked about very often is medical care Mm -hmm. for not only student-athletes who are at the university, but student-athletes who are no longer able to play at the university, and then former student-athletes who have their lives altered later on because of the time that they spent generating revenue for a university. Um, right. and so, you know, I, I've, I've long thought that medical care, if you were advocating for things as a, you know, that, that some sort of version of workers comp or some version of a, a medical care after the fact should be extended to players because, you never know when your knee goes out at age 35 because of, you know, you don't even have to go pro. You just, you just got trashed.
1: Yeah. It's an uncomfortable reality that either we all kind of ignore or we accept, especially in football and just sort of say, you know, hand wave it a little bit of like, everyone knows the risks of this game, you know, uh, beyond just like the, the real, concerning injuries that can happen in the course of play it's the it's the wear and tear it's the the long term it's the stories that you hear about the offensive linemen that are 300 that like are the size that no human should be and you hear about halfway in the season they're all you know taking cortisol shots and they're all they're all in in just like absolute states of pain at all times um
0: yeah they're all in knee braces
1: without knee injuries because of it is how
0: violent a sport it is. And it's not like they're not induced to go play. They're offered a free ride. To, they're indeed actually induced to go play at the school.
1: Indeed. So, um, although I will so, say on that note, you can't have it both ways. Like it, it is worth something in the long run to have a, a full oh. ride. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, but sometimes maybe not. sometimes we hand wave like oh oh the scholarship oh but yeah, then other yeah, times we can't. But I,
0: I don't think it's diminishing physical returns on your on your life. Sure. Sure. Like I, I'm not hand waving away the free education. I am hand waving away the notion that like not being able to walk as well right. at at a very young age is like worth a free education, or at least that the university shouldn't bear responsibility for that because it is a revenue driver for the school. Um, so anyway, that's, that's part of what Sean Clifford was talking about. The hoorah-rah was that it was it called a union effort uh, to which, again, he quickly said, no, 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 that's not what I meant, um, which is actually, it makes a certain degree of sense because Northwestern players tried to unionize just a yeah. few years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And the NLRB uh, said, no, uh, you cannot be a union. They bought the NCAA's bullshit arguments. But what's interesting is that uh, Kevin Warren took the meeting. And it seemingly was a, it didn't seem performative in the way that other ones so often are. Um, Mm -hmm. There wasn't a big sort of hoorah-rah before this happened. It seemed like this was a kind of a natural evolution of a conversation. Um, I don't know. Do you got thoughts on this? I've been talking a little while.
1: Well, we'll see where this goes. Um, But my thought on this is even if it's not this one, even if it's not, this situation, we are going to end up seeing some kind of additional more formal compensation I think, whether it's monetary upfront or long term health benefits or whatever it is I, I think we're it's almost inevitable at some point that this is going to be part of the major conferences breaking away from the other conferences. This will be and when it happens it'll just be another indication of that because. Other smaller conferences can't offer some of these uh, types of services that the Big Ten and the SEC and whatever, whatever other major conferences end up kind of, you know, rising to the top, end up offering in this way. But it, it seems like it's it's going to happen in some capacity somewhere in the nearish future, in the next, I would say, within the next five years, right? Like,
2: five, yeah,
1: we, five we, we, years, gotta... maybe ten.
0: We got a bit of a question on that uh, later on, but yeah, I if I was the Big Ten, I might be looking at like if for some reason there's this bizarre idea that they need to defeat the SEC, then yeah, you should absolutely start playing your paying your players, and you should do it before the SEC does.
1: Well, there's also just the not so bizarre idea that the money when they announce it is going to sound so ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't even think that... about that. Yeah. If you, you can, pay them? on one hand, make that announcement and on the other hand say, hey, but it's not all so bad. We're not so greedy. Look at what we're doing for players. It, yeah, it's gonna I, I buy help. what you're selling. I buy what you're selling. Mm-hmm.
2: and
0: um, that, that's a, that might be a win-win. Yeah, those like you, do happen
1: occasionally, if you can believe it. listener. Occasionally, yeah. Uh,
0: all right, uh, we got to talk a little bit about what's happening at The Athletic. Not a win-win not a win-win can you uh fill in with the folks uh what what the situation is because we we lamented the loss of colton pouncey but uh yes. share, share what's happening
1: so the rumor mill had been uh spinning and uh there was word around town that the athletic did not have plans to replace colton pouncey as as Jonesy had just mentioned um and I wouldn't say that we broke this story, of course, because those rumors were out there. They were in the ether. But we did reach out to the Athletic, and they responded in a way that indicated to us uh, that, indeed, they don't have plans to replace Colton Palsy. So that means that Michigan State, as a beat, is going to go from, at one point, I think, having two writers attached to it uh one for football and basketball and then another for like shared basketball between MSU and Michigan uh when uh when uh uh Brennan Quinn Brandy Quinn was there. Um to zero to no dedicated resources covering Michigan State athletics. And I you know as we've watched the writers there sort of watch their careers progress. They've gone more and more national and take more and more of that I, I don't know like yahoo sports type model uh, yeah. I don't know I don't know how to describe it but uh clearly they're moving away from this per team coverage basis in some cases and MSU it seems like is is one of those now big question that I have with that is we just talked last week and we're talking just now about how much money there is in this uh in in these sports and in this stuff so it seems a little strange to me that there's not enough to justify a writer for this um but it is also really odd to me because it it the athletic for those that don't know were just acquired for half a billion dollars by the new york times it seems like the times in an in the interest of becoming profitable immediately are changing the model of the athletic generally from being like very local, very sports, like local sports focused, telling the stories that in some cases weren't being told before to now being more like bringing in national writer, A, B, and C, um, I guess focusing on the professional leagues, which I don't think was how the athletic was started. I think it was started with college teams first and foremost with some professional stuff as well i i know that you have a thought on this I, i'm just surprised that msu as a program can't sustain a writer from the athletic when one considers that we already have the lsj we already have the free press we already have M Live, we already have like a bunch of different ones and what it says about the athletic moving forward if a program which is a top 20 program in terms of uh fan support apparently does not meet the threshold that they need for a writer does that mean that the athletic is only covering a dozen or so college programs and then professional teams on top of that like genuinely i i don't know what it what it means about the athletic other than i guess they're shifting their coverage to more general wider you know sports across the landscape type stories what do you what do you think in all of this
2: yeah so i i got it.
0: i actually i've got a, a lot of thoughts and and i'll no start way. with way i'll start with this the athletic has hired really good writers mm-hmm. colton Pouncy. uh was junior in his career, but a connected with a fan base in a way that I think was really forward thinking. B told really compelling stories in, in spaces that other uh, writers were not. so stories that that you know the Freep and the news and M live and the LSJ just weren't and mm-hmm. and so provided uh, provided his own value add on, on top of the other media resources that you could you could get. Um, I think about if anyone hasn't read it, if, for those who've canceled your subscription, you probably still have, uh, some availability. Bruce Feldman wrote a really fantastic story on Mel Tucker's visit to Selma and Montgomery, mm-hmm. uh, to visit the civil rights museums down there and, 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 walk the bridge as part of, uh, um, the big tens, uh, sort of social justice response to the murder of George Floyd. Um, but the so absolutely if you're if you don't if you've not read it read that piece it's fantastic uh Brendan Quinn great writer great storyteller uh and yeah. and uh i i find him very obnoxious many times but uh even uh Nick Bumgarner Bumgarner uh routinely provides his own lens through which to view the game of football that's been informative so the what's frustrating is the athletic is worth the money. Like they provide the value that you should be getting out of a subscription and a sports
2: specific subscription. The um, what's confusing to me is the if you wanted to shift your model, again, I'm I'm as shocked
0: as you that for some reason MSU doesn't have the ROI. Yeah, but. I look at someone that the Athletic stole from us, Joe Rexroad.
1: Yeah. Who covers... Well, he, in fairness, he had already gone to the N. Uh, oh, that's, uh, that's right. Before he went off to the Athletic. You're
0: right. You're right. Joe Rexroad got stolen by somebody else. But so Joe Rexroad now at the Athletic covers Vanderbilt, Tennessee, uh, the Predators. Um, I think... Everything
2: who, in Tennessee, in, in the
0: state of Tennessee. And so... If you told me as the athletic that, hey, we pay our writers really well, mm-hmm. we pay above market rate for a beat writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and they did, yeah. I believe.
1: They did, yeah. But, they had sort of like, you know, there are so many of these companies that are like, we do something traditional, but we do it in a dot com way. So our valuations are crazy. We're getting all this seed money and we can outspend everyone else. But it was, and that so has we, to end at some point, in fairness. But you but know where I'm going, which I is to know. say that they there are two universities,
0: both of which have very large fan engagement and fan following, and there's absolutely zero reason that the athletics should not pivot to the notion that someone col- covers college athletics in the same like. You get rid of Brennan Quinn, you get rid of Austin Meek, and you get rid of Colton Pouncy, and you say, "Hey, we're just going to have somebody who covers all four sports." Um,
1: and and they live somewhere right in the middle of all of it. They, they live in.
2: Jackson. <laughs> Jackson.
1: yeah uh it worse you could live in canton or something you know yeah <laughs> uh so
0: i that's the it's disappointing um i i think we were talking beforehand about this that the acquisition by the new york times is a bit curious like it doesn't feel like a natural fit yeah for At least for what we think the Athletics should be or could be. It yeah, I mean, the, like the
1: paper of record had never shown any interest in sports coverage, It's really. been a joke. It's been a joke. Yeah. The sports section is a joke. They care more about the obituary than they care about the sports section. Like, without exaggerating. It, like, absolutely uh, matter-of-factly, they care more about the obituary section uh, than the If you told
0: section. me the, the sports editor made less than the obit edu- editor... I would not be
1: surprised by that. So I, uh, it it just, and I know that these decisions are made for different reasons, but it, it, it's another, it's another in those like long list of acquisitions that I'm like, well, why did you do this? Why did you pony up $500 million cash just to change things up like this? You know, Um, we'll see what you do with it. But it
0: feels like the thing that made it a a, a piece worth following, mm-hmm. uh, they're moving away from. Right. So, like, we follow uh, Nicole uh, Auerbach sorry, and uh, uh, Chris Benini on, mm-hmm. on Twitter. They provide some really interesting insights on, you know, changes in, in college football landscape. If I didn't have access to them, somebody else would be able to do that yep. for me. What, what you can't do is the local stuff that's doesn't come quite so easily. And so
1: part of uh, this, and I haven't said this out loud yet, is someone like Nick Baumgartner being moved to, he's being moved to NFL draft coverage, right? Is that correct? Or something like that? Uh,
0: no, yes. And no, partially. Yes. Uh, but, uh, whomever, uh, was covering the lions who's now escaping me is now full on the draft. Okay.
1: It, that, uh, is the that the NFL seems big, to be winning?
0: The NFL that, seems to be winning
1: here. Just the draft generally is such a big market that you can you can have a dedicated writer to that, but you can't have a dedicated writer to MSU football and basketball.
0: I'm shrugging for the listeners who can't see me. Like I, I don't. It's I. What's frustrating is I'm sure that there are dollars that make sense here. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't think this was like a. Uh, screw msu like i i'm sure that they paid colton well i hope they paid colton well and they said bro we gotta move your beat
1: usually when these types of things happen like someone made that decision for a reason i'm sure there are good reasons for this but i have a feeling they could have made it work and they probably should have made it work and someone in the future will make a decision going back again and i'm betting somewhere in the next few years either Lots of programs aren't going to have beat writers that are that's dedicated writers at the athletic or MSU will get one. And, and that's,
0: that. that's the piece that I, I, it's not, I'm not concerned, but that like is confusing to me is that if mm. the trend is to move away from this, I just, I don't see how that that's, I'm not interested in subscribing to the athletic for, for that. And right. I don't know that other people will be either.
1: MSU was relatively early on. It was it was one of the first, maybe not dozen, but maybe 20 programs, which is right where it should be. Yeah. And I don't get it. I don't get the move. Anyway, uh, anything else you want to talk about on this subject before we move to Twitter questions?
0: No, I'm good. Let's do it.
1: All right, first up from Swiftly Downfield, which have we heard from Swiftly Downfield again? I, don't, uh, I didn't before? see this one.
0: Oh, uh, I, I did see this question.
1: But have, um, we, have we heard from Swiftly downfield in the past, or is I, this I, a
0: this is the first time I believe? So if it is
1: welcome. Swiftly, welcome. If it's not, apologies. Uh, what is our backup plan now that we're losing out on most of our tackle prospects? Uh, well, we just <laughs> we talked about that at length already. So I don't we well, to so,
0: do it again. <laughs> yeah, there's there's two to keep an eye on. <clears throat> uh, Sam Samson Okinloa. Oh, 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 too many uh, too much journeyman. Uh Samson is still not committed to the best of my knowledge, unless that mm-hmm. changed between now and <clears throat> so he's a uh top 100 recruit, five star recruit out of uh the Boston area, I believe. Been on campus. Been on campus. Uh my understanding is we are not necessarily in the lead to land him, but we're in the mix. So uh that's a place to look. And then um there's a- another young man named. Tuff- uh, and I'm not even gonna try the back half of the name. Uh, it, it's a it's a two-a real tua situation. Couldn't or not teate. I've not heard someone else pronounce it correctly, so I can't parrot it back. Anyway, there's a couple offensive tackle prospects that we've offered that I'm sure we're in on.
2: Uh, but yeah, I mean, I I don't know.
1: I, I'm not I'm D- not happy. Yeah, didn't want to be in this position, and that's what's yeah. important. Um, so next up. Uh, vodka soda nineteen, which uh, first one of these questions in here is about C sections. Uh, but I, I have we officially. I, I I think we mentioned it, but officially and for the record, Vodka soda, congratulations, very exciting. That's very the for you. the pregnancy questions have now moved on to uh, real life human questions, and we're thrilled for you. Uh, so exciting! Uh, but first question from Vodka Soda Nineteen: uh, Which lifetime season ticket hold would you rather have, including any and all post post regular season appearances, basketball or football, Jonesy? If you get to go to all the postseason games as well, which would you choose?
2: If it's right now,
1: mm-hmm.
0: today, like I can't rewind time and do this over again. I'm probably going football.
1: I would go basketball regardless. You get all well, the but, tournament games, you get the Big 10 tournament, well, you get so,
0: uh, yeah, great I mean, I home guess, games. I guess I the reason I said now is because I figure every day we're marching closer to the day that we don't have a coach that's like a guaranteed bucket when it comes to getting to the
1: the tournament. So um he is still a guaranteed bucket by the way until otherwise but to Until proven otherwise, he is still a guaranteed bucket. Uh, I'm also going to choose vodka soda to include, like the Battle for Atlantis and the Maui Invitational. All in right, uh, all right, all right, all right, all right.
0: You know what? You're right. Yeah, frankly, there's more revenue opportunity there, and so yes. Uh, I, all right, you you've convinced me. But you have to admit, football Saturdays
1: are special. Oh, for sure. No doubt. Yeah. And I've I, this is also informed by the fact that I have been a football season ticket holder, but I've never had the scratch to put together to be a basketball season ticket holder. So uh, next up. Oh, for sure. Yes, they are more expensive. Next up. Uh, I recently learned that when a baby is born via cesarean, instead of pulling the baby out, they drop the surgery table slash mother's body as to disrupt the, the baby as little as possible. What random piece of knowledge do you know that many don't that you fe- that you find fascinating? I'll let you go first here. This is a great question.
0: When you're when you're like on the spot on this kind of a thing, I I yeah, this uh... is
1: tough. Oh, I really don't. I'm gonna come up with one later this week. See, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna this is me. too good, vodka soda. It should be like for next week's episode think about this that just sort of think on this topic uh, yeah. oh. uh, i don't have one this, for the moment we're gonna i'm so gonna highlight this so that we don't get rid of it in the outline and we keep it for next week
0: have we ever a, done not this a planet week? anymore you know
1: that that can't be it yeah. we've got to do that uh have we ever done this before Tabled a question for the following we we
0: rarely actually follow through on that so
1: (laughs) well it's gonna happen this
0: time we made many promises rarely deliver uh all right we're
1: doing twitter competitions in july like that one (laughs) we've released no ranking in fairness to us a listener decided that this was happening Also, and in this fairness, John thing. if we want
0: to blame anyone, blame Graham Couch. This is Graham's fault.
1: Here, here. Here, here. We uh, should blame everything
0: on him. Yeah. You want to do this next one? All right. You guys seem to be hating on corn a lot lately. We do? Maybe Iowa. And okay. Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh, did you know that Michigan is the second most agriculturally diverse state next to California? Wait. Okay, I'm guessing these that's are some the mom, these are some mama maple leaf uh, worthy transitions here. Which Michigan crop is your favorite to
1: enjoy? Sweet corn not allowed as a choice based off all the hate. Removed it. Don't worry, it wouldn't be anyway. Apples, dude. It's obviously apples, right? Unless you're big in the cherries in the Traverse area, like. I mean, give
0: me that sweet, sweet Michigan red wine. You know that too,
1: or Journeyman Journeyman Distillery of whiskey. <laughs> is that a crop?
0: Uh, I uh, I'll co-sign on. Um, I mean, they they make some nice hops in Michigan. They grow some nice hops. Do they uh, for the for the beers? Yeah, I've... they grow some hops in in the Michigans. I'll take it. Um, I'll take
1: it. Uh, next up, soybeans. From... Soybeans. That's right. The sequestering, you know, rejuvenating the soil. Uh, next up from Troll. Uh, nine three five nine three three zero six. <laughs> Is water wet? <laughs> Raymond chains by another name. Uh... <laughs> the answer to this question is water is itself not wet, right? It makes other things wet. Yeah.
2: Anything
1: indeed. that you want to add to that? Anything? Anything?
0: Uh, I- indeed, uh, I would say uh, troll nine three five nine three three zero six. It's like asking if you are uh, annoyed. No, you just make other people annoyed. So, uh, next up, Spartan 18770. What are the lessons that we as fans should learn from the Kirkland recruitment? So, we're calling people out by name.
1: Go ahead, Jonesy. All
0: right. So, Peyton Kirkland is one of the offensive tackles that did not commit to Michigan State. Uh, what's interesting is that he committed to a school that uh, he seemingly didn't visit uh, and, in fact, denied that he was n- not. You know, that after the reports came out that he was committing to, which when sometimes with stuff like that, when there's smoke, there's fire. Um, I, I think the lesson here is, like, who cares? I, I mean, I, I care. I care about Michigan State not having seemingly solid backup plans. I don't care that you miss on any individual child. And let's remember, they are indeed minors. Like, I don't care. Yeah. What I, I, I care about is the aggregate of misses, and I care about the lack of a backup plan, seemingly backup plan. Um, but uh, other lessons um, take a little bit more validation from, from the folks who do choose your school, I guess, than the folks who don't. Like, you know, don't lose sight of the fact that we did just land a top 100 kid. Mm-hmm. I, and also... You know, uh, remember Kevin. Knock, knock.
1: Who's there, Michael? Uh, Owen. Owen, who? Owen two. Ah, uh, yeah. I knew there you go. It.
0: All right. Uh, so I'm just saying, like, be chill. Be chill. Be chill, people. Uh, it's it.
1: It's fine. Yeah, and, and this is coming from people that have learned this lesson for ourselves. Like I, I've shared on this podcast my experiences following recruiting in the past and and in particular and being emotionally affected by not being chosen by uh high school boys and uh not you know look at when we look down our nose at other fan bases who are like who need that validation for themselves just remember all of that and just be cool man just be cool
0: Next we up, we can all agree though that uh, all gas, no brakes is a, uh, a, a dumb saying, <laughs> it's and it's great. Upcoming is way
1: better. It's a great former YouTube channel, but it is a dumb saying. Uh, next up from Spartan 18770 uh, Should we just do away with the NIL shame and quickly adopt a pay for play system in college money making sports? Well. Here's what I'll say on this subject, Spartan, eighteen seven seventy. NIL didn't come from a vacuum. Like so many dumb processes, it's it evolves out of the dumb processes before it. And <laughs> there's just not gonna be like a blanket reset. It's like it's like the uh the Electoral College. Like no one today would set out to creating a uh, you know uh, an electoral system and come up with the electoral college, but we have it because it was born of you know it other is, factors and at previous times, and that's why nil is here, uh, not to make an excuse for the electoral college, but um, nil is the fix that was available at the time for a problem that was obvious, and. and-
0: the problem is that they normalized. It, it, all they did
2: was they normalized back men. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and and I think to, uh, the
0: broader question of Spartan eighteen seventy seven zero is that the the perfect solution, whether it was nil, should
1: you go to the perfect or, solution,
0: or a, 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 the the pay for play is that it needs to be standardized mm-hmm. and regulated in a fair way. Like this isn't different than Kansas picking a recruit that we were in on. Like we all know what happened there. Yep. But like this is just you can you don't have to whisper so much about it anymore. And that's the difference.
1: And now there's less whispering than there was before. So continuing to going go in this direction with the less whispering would be positive. I think everyone now that we've accepted NIL would be down for moving to a more regulated and transparent system like like you're suggesting, Spartan yeah. 18770.
0: Now, Greg, this next question, do you want to read it or do you want to have to answer it on its face?
1: I'll read it. Why not? What do we got here? Uh, number three from Spartan 18770, how long of a shower did it require for you guys in washing up the shame of yourselves after that 69 performance you called <laughs> Interview with Graham Couch last week. <laughs> Appreciate you guys on your hard work.
0: <laughs> I think the hardest part was trying to be civil with Graham for that long. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, um, I'm so glad that we got harassed for this. If we yeah, had that's... gone through this line of questioning without getting razed. I would have been like What- what happened? Well, how what did we was the it? point what did any point? did anyone listen <laughs> uh, did I think yeah all right, time? so uh, I think there are some areas that we probably could have pushed a little bit harder um yeah, definitely, no doubt, no doubt, uh, I think there are also some areas that we got more out of Graham than he was probably expecting to give, and you would normally get uh, in these types of situations. I could could be wrong about that.
0: We did also say that if Graham wants to come back, he needs to have at least two drinks. So we need him half in the bag before we start answering.
1: And he's got to come with those listenership numbers that he promised us last time as well. Oh yeah. We need to follow up on that. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Yeah. uh, It was, uh,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I, I I co-sign on that. I thought we got him to say some things that, uh, that maybe he wasn't anticipating getting a little bit of a follow up question. Uh, like I heard you, we're gonna follow up on that. But Graham was but, a good time, uh, and we really appreciated having him.
1: And also, like uh, I enjoy the harassment. Far in eighteen 7, seventy-seven. Yeah, <laughs> keep it coming. It's, fine. <laughs> I it's have totally. Been so it's disappointed it's, if we got nothing.
0: It's fair. It's accurate. It's
1: fine. Uh, uh, next uh, up, from Tyrone Couch. Uh, number one, how much would it cost for you to become U of M Slappies? They're, it's not. I don't know who I mean, Tyrone Couch is, but you should know that this is, you can't put a number on this. Uh,
0: is it the same number that we require for you to podcast twice a week?
1: It's resembling or exceeding, maybe even slightly <laughs> exceeding, if if one could exceed that that number. Um, but uh, I honestly, I don't think I have the capacity to ever become a U of M slappy. I you can't. could pay me to you like it is possible to pay me to never watch an msu game again in my entire life that's possible what i don't know that you could ever do is change the chemistry of my brain and delude me in such a way that i would become a u of m slappy like i i don't in the same way that you can never go back to college again and have that experience i don't think it's possible for me to become a u of M slappy
2: do you know, do so, you know what like, i'm saying yeah, here? to become
0: a person who like actively looks down on other people right. and worships the statue of a man who enabled rape those kinds of things that's what i'm saying yes yeah yeah i agree i tend to agree that is not a, a dollar amount that exists yeah i could fake it you could pay me to fake it but you this seems I, like, like to become I a, feel sincere... like there's a level of shame that you would say nah i
1: can't i can't do that but i i like tyrone i i just don't I don't know that you could pay me for it because I don't know that it's possible that it could happen. Next, so
0: Tyrone's up. a first-time questioner. Tyrone, good to have you. This, good question. Engaged, yep. engaged. Got Kevin riled up.
1: What away game should I go to next season? Uh, I have Illinois this year and Boston College in twenty-four. Well, uh, I'll see you gating at Washington here, my friend. Um, or next season twenty-three is what he put here,
2: uh, yeah, which yeah. is
1: what. MSU Football 2023. We try not to Google it on the pod. But Uh, we didn't do it. You've got us doing it. You've got us doing it right here. Um, Richmond? Those are the home games. We don't know what the away games are. Apparently, all three non conference games are home games. And do we have. Yeah, it's three weeks in a row. Do we have the conference record, we don't have the conference no. schedule um, so uh, Jonesy, pick a conference uh, speculate a conference away game. Do you want Tyrone to join you at a Rutgers game or something like that uh, if they're on the road in uh, Piscataway?
0: They would be on the road in Piscataway. Uh, I would say Tyrone, uh, bring your earplugs uh, we it's worth mentioning again because we will we will shit on Rutger until the day we die, but they were very kind tailgaters,
1: mm-hmm. and they seemed to tailgate
0: hard. We got so, adopted,
1: and it was a lovely experience.
0: Yeah, we'll ten out of ten recommend. You can sleep on Ruck Girl you want, but their tailgate ain't bad. Uh, you, I would rather go there than Maryland. I will say yeah. that.
1: I will also say, and this is uh, remember, Forks down, never not Forks down. But if you haven't been to Bloomington yet. Spend a weekend in Bloomington and go to an MSU Indiana football game. Um, always worthwhile. Finally, from Tyrone, uh, which player that took the bag in twenty three will we pick up in the portal in a few years? What, what boomerangs? Name a boomerang, Jonesy. Ooh, um, uh,
2: it'll be one of the cor- uh, one of the cornerbacks. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. That, like,
0: it's got to be a place that you can replace somebody. It's, it's going to be uh, whoever the guy is who committed, uh, that ended was, like, committed for, like, two seconds and then went to Arkansas.
1: Um, don't care. Dead to me. Yeah. Well, he's coming back. Boomerang. Not dead don't, to me. Don't want him. Don't want him. Uh, next up from the Keith Ski, top three guests you want on the pod. Well, number one, of course, the Keith Ski. To come in here Every, and give us these sly questions himself, <laughs> deliver them with the vitriol that I imagined that they were written
0: with <laughs> yes uh, so, an accusatory what are you drinking um <laughs>
2: uh, the uh
1: we've done uh, so I, well if, with with guests, both listener and and otherwise yeah
0: historically great track record um I would love to have Colton if he would He's moved be on. very very candid about what happened and why.
2: Like I want numbers. Um and could we who who would you be uh who would you
0: who would you be between two ferns to?
1: It's tough who because would... we opened the podcast with Mark D'Antonio on the pod. So Indeed. you've got that. Mm-hmm. Um that sets a high bar. So I mean, they'll, Izzo and Tucker soundboard. It's obviously Izzo and Tucker that you would want to have on the pod, and we've never reached out. We've never even tried that. Should we? Should we so agree we that, right that we get into the journeyman in the off season and summon the courage to reach out to those two and see if we can get them on the podcast? I, so,
0: should we get so into the journeyman that we all rotate <laughs> taking turns? <laughs> once every minute, each of our Twitter handles tweets at Mel Tucker asking him to come onto the show until we are all blocked.
1: What we can do is we can find some of his early Tucker Talks that are still on YouTube that have really low view counts. That lasted all of We can guarantee you more listeners than this. (laughs) Like, Tucker Talks number three with 200 listeners. We can guarantee you a wider audience than this. (laughs) you're willing to do a Tucker talk. Are you willing to come on? Can't read. Can't read. Yeah. Uh, I, I would totally take,
0: I'd take Tom Izzo, but I wouldn't let him know we were recording. Well, the problem would be, uh,
1: the way that we record, he wouldn't be able to make it on. (laughs) We we would send him the links. We would give him everything he needs and he wouldn't be able to do it. He, He would
0: need an SID there to like, Yes, uh, it help him log in. We'd yes, have to
1: true. send everything to to Kevin Pauga or something, and then he would just like set it all up. Or I would go down to the to the basketball complex or something. Yeah. Um. But those are the ones. Uh. If we're if we're being honest, Ski. Um. And next up, most despised college fan base. Oh, you missed one. Back to
0: back basketball natties or two football
2: natties in the next thirty years. What do you want?
1: It's two football natties, right?
2: It's two football natties. The
1: thing, all right. Here's the thing about back-to-back basketball natties: is it puts you, you become. uh, So when people talk about the blue bloods in basketball, there are only a few names, and no one like MSU is in that next tier, right? And I I think we can acknowledge that. Two back-to-back natties gets you up in that gets you closer to that tier i'm not sure that it gets you in that tier but it gets you closer two football natties over the course of 30 years elevates msu to a top 10 program but it doesn't uh, elevate msu to a top five program right yeah so do you build off of what you've already got in basketball or do you take the football bona bona fides I think it's a bigger jump for football, so I'm going to take the football Natty's.
2: Yeah, no, I know, I, I, and and I'm just how how fucking cool would it be to see Izzo like
1: get backs to backs?
2: Get, yeah. The problem
0: is well, I'm get, not get sure. one and then retire, and then like and then the, the
1: next
2: day and then gets gets one. one.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I. Uh,
2: Fred, I will say if Fred Stevens if, if,
0: comes in and year one gets a natty, if, uh, if getting that, if a new coach gets a natty year one, and that sets you up to never missing a tournament again for another 25 years, I will take that trade. I, yeah. I will take that trade. That's a, That's a good point. Cause we
1: are spoiled. Yeah. You're over here talking about how, Izo doesn't guarantee you anyway, whatever. Uh but then finally from the Key he most most Locking despised college fan base. I mean, we it's not just us that hates Michigan. Everyone hates Michigan, and that is the true answer there, right? Yeah,
0: I I don't think anybody likes that university.
1: There are some SEC programs that I wouldn't want to be around, but I mean Michigan is the most despised college fan base.
2: As the well fact that Penn State like also
1: hates them Everyone without self-awareness yeah
0: i mean yeah it's just yeah, no no one likes michigan honestly i think we should as a big 10 kind of get a we should all agree to set our beef aside and just
1: if anyone michigan. has paid attention to the college football subreddit whenever this subject comes up some Michigan fans are going to get itself a lot of upvotes with like the, the Ralph Wiggins, I'm in danger with the Michigan flair joke. And they're going to be, everyone's going to be like, ah, you are, we all hate you. And they're going to get upvoted to the top. And it's the easiest joke, but it's also the truest. Um, nobody likes them.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Next up, the camera Legos 69 or 96.
1: Well, uh, nice. in terms of highways, um, I mean ninety-six is is fine. It, you know, it uh it takes you up to East Lansing or or takes you to East Lansing, however it is however it is that you want to do that. Um so so there's that. Um sixty-nine is uh, is okay. You know, for me it takes me out to Flint, um uh, where they have the best conies. So there there's that. Um but here's the thing with 96 though 96 has its intersection with 275 which is the worst place to be at five o'clock on a weekday uh on the planet so i think that disqualifies it um from consideration here and i'm gonna take uh 69 and it's flint style coney dogs the true coney dogs um, as the answer to your question, MC Hammer logos that I took, one hundred percent Legos, not logos, uh, that I took uh, on its face. Uh, next up from the Jerk guy, gun to your head. If you had to p- kick one of your fellow podcasters off the show, who would it be? Well, we can't say Alex because I don't want him to get
2: upset. So, um, and I, okay. I do like the I like the question of podcasters
0: because it avoids the conversation about whether you're a host or not. Uh, Honestly, I think we should send Alex Plump back to Micronesia. What do you think?
1: But thank him for his service on his way out there.
0: Thank him for his service.
1: Um, Yeah. I think we're all sort of uh, secure in our role is the thing. Like uh, you can't post the podcast without me uh you can't uh you can't manage the fan base without jonesy because plum and i are not going on on twitter uh we will but we we're not putting up with y'all or frankly
0: create the things to talk about
1: right uh and plum um everyone we need a foil right we need someone to come in here and spice things up uh so it's fair to say
0: that alex gets the most tags for like, you oh, sure. want to hear from Alex by I law. think
1: what we would have is we would just shoot all of each other in the head and then there'd be no more podcasts anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, suicide they, deck, that's what we're doing
1: apparently. Yep. Next There's up that. from the upper deck shirt guy, who sees more playing time in the NBA this year, Max, Cash, or Gabe? It's not the, the right
0: answer, but it is there is an, there is an the, answer. That's
1: the right. trick is it depends so much on the teams as well, but I think the answer is Cash. Uh, oh. It's a bit of a cop out. I think, I think it's Max. You think so?
0: I think LeBron has robbed the Lakers, and they need that rookie deal. And, yeah.
2: yeah he's I, think Max, that
0: much? I think Max is going to see more time than Cash's.
1: All right. All how many right.
0: how many minutes did Cash's see last year?
1: I really don't know what these rosters look like at this point, but Cash got called up a fair amount last season. Not as much as Tillman, but a, a fair amount.
0: I mean... In 2021, he played 5.6 minutes per game in seven games. That's not very good, actually.
1: Maybe it is. Maybe it is, Max. Max. Am I, I might have been, you know, my perception might have been inflated by watching the the headlines and reading up about each one of those games as they were happening. Uh, and then finally, the upper deck jerk guy goes uh, full. Uh, what's his name? Who's the Red Scare? Senator. Uh are you now or have party. you ever been a member of the Communist Party?
0: Which I don't get this reference because it got a lot of likes on Twitter and I don't understand. But no, though I do own a little red book by Nazidong. Mm. So You're on the list. incriminated
1: You're on the list. I'm gonna get pulled in for questioning by the, by the, the committee. Um, next up from John Hubbard. Uh, what is a song that you find really annoying, can't get out of your head once it starts? Are you hearing it now?
0: Mine are all children's songs. So do you have a... Yeah. Uh, though uh, I will say Stephen Colbert gave a tip for getting a song out of your head. What's, this, what's the tip? Um, you, uh, you need to find a very catchy song that doesn't have a looping effect. Uh and just sort of sing that to yourself. And his suggestion was one week by the Bare Naked Ladies and just the intro. Like, if you can just sort of hear that, it will disrupt the loop of whatever song you've got mm. And I found it
1: successful. It'll displace. It'll displace. Um I've been really successful in avoiding so here one of the benefits that we don't really ever talk about in our new digital landscape is You don't have to listen to the radio. You don't have to get those earworms. You can totally avoid this kind of stuff. Like the next generation won't even understand this concept. I think in some ways, other than like going to parties and being like, I don't like this song at this party. There we go. Uh, Jonesy's flashing liquor at me right now. Um, Papa Jones, Papa Jones, Papa Jones is in here dispensing, dispensing drinks. Um, so I can't think of one. What do you got, Jonesy? Uh, like, what's your least favorite children's song? Because the Kids Bop covers. Oh, no, no, no. no. These
0: are like uh, TV show songs, right? Mm. Uh, uh, the uh, There's well, a the show Disney... called Rainbow Rangers that uh, we've been getting a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of leeway over here. The Octonaut song I, I had stuck in my head for a minute. Um, Roadster Racer by Mickey. Oh, woof! Woof! Um,
1: Take a but, hike, Mickey. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> I hope you. When your copyright expires, so do you. Um, I. It's been, I, you know, like I can tell you songs that have gotten stuck in my head uh, before, but I don't have anything that's like active. Uh, what's the I'm Blue?
1: Uh, Eiffel 65?
0: Yes. That one. That one. Yeah, that one would get looped in your head, right? Like just over and over and over.
1: All that Euro trash counts. Yeah.
0: Whoa. All right. Let's
1: come down there. You wouldn't say douchebag last week and now you won't say Euro trash? Come on. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. Next up from
0: John Hubbard. Uh, at what age did your hangovers get so bad that you realized you could no longer drink the like you used to? Still waiting for that day. Uh, what are you drinking? Were you drinking that made it so bad? Uh,
1: I can answer the second half of this question. In my experience, champagne is going to hit you every single time. Champagne, awful for Red this wine. stuff. Red wine, probably similar. I will say I'm fortunate in that it's still a bit of a crapshoot shoot for me. Like There are times where I... I overindulge a little bit, and I'm good the next day, and I'm like, whew, dodge that bullet. And then there are times where I wake up the next day, and I'm like, I did not even, I did not even drink that much. How is this happening to me? Can I not even have two drinks anymore? Uh, so that that's where I'm at right now. It's Today was a rough
0: start still. for me. Uh, when I mix, that, uh, that, that always hits. My folks came, there was some liquor, there was some beer, there was some mm-hmm. wine. It was a real menage. Stick Uh, to one.
1: Stick to the rivers and the lakes that you're used to, is what I'm hearing.
0: Uh,
1: All right, next from John Hubbard.
0: You have the power to see the future and have a vision. The basketball team wins its third national championship this season. But on the ride home, there's a crash and no one on the team survives. Uh, Do you let the team go win the title or do you stop them from traveling? Oh
1: my God, (laughs) John. Oh my God! Seek help. This is dark. Because, and I'll explain why it's dark. Because I'm thinking about it.
0: (laughs) Uh, It it reminds me of um, who's uh, who. The guys who got in the helicopter that crashed, like Ricky
2: Valens, and um, doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't matter. Move
1: on uh are you talking about kobe like uh, what are you talking no, about no no no
0: uh, there's a a bunch of famous musicians who who all died oh yeah
1: attacks. there was a period of time where all the musicians were dying in aircraft small aircraft and and uh and uh helicopter uh accidents but um john Contrast. i would intervene and Cost MSU national championship, but in the course of that, save several lives. Unless. How <laughs> many lives
2: would you actually save?
1: Unless no one knew. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, who knows about this? uh All right, next up, Mr. Neurotic Pants. Who is MSU football going to upset this year? Let's have a hot take to go with your hot pockets and MMPRPG
1: gaming. Uh, a gaming uh hottest take for upsets i mean the only one that's really a hot take is ohio state right like to say that we're gonna upset anyone else unless it's alabama presumed matchup in the national championship which is my hot take msu will upset alabama uh
0: yeah you're right the only one on there that you don't have a proven track record of beating or there's no reason to believe that you don't have a shot at is Ohio state. Mm -hmm. And and Kevin, I just, I want to say the joke out loud. There's zero reason to believe that we would not beat Michigan. It's not an upset when you're 10 for 14.
2: Yeah.
1: Are we 10 for 14? Is it that good? I think it's that good. I mean, I know that it's a really favorable matchup for us. I didn't know that it was that favorable. And also, there's no way, because of the, later, the last two D'Antonio years, and then, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Mr. Erotic Pants. Also, at Alex Plum, unfortunate, given that he's not here. Uh, don't you love him when the idiots hear of the vaccine getting infected, and then guffaw at their trashy off-brand voices? See, the vaccine doesn't work.
2: Yeah, uh, it hurts it hurts to be part of it speaking of hot pockets Grooch, have you
0: ever eaten a hot pocket or is that too extravagant <laughs> to Extravagant. <laughs> i've heard you prefer food pills as eaten by 25th century astronauts
1: well first off that's true and the also the other thing that i'll say mm-hmm. is uh, uh mr Ogpants Raymond, if you're indulging in any kind of topping in your hot, hot pocket anything beyond a nice cheese um it just, you're overdoing it. Like, it just take it back. Like, who do you think you are with these indulgences in the eyes of our Lord with him watching that you would, as the world is on fire, indulge in further toppings than cheese in your hot pocket for shame? Raymond I want to
0: tell listeners a real story. I, uh, Kevin, Kevin Gregg just had his birthday the other day. And so to surprise him for his birthday, I sent his wife a, uh, a pack of soylent powder mix so that she could bake it into a cake. And Kevin accosted his wife and yelled yep. at her because it was too extravagant of a use of soylent. And, and for that, we will not forgive him.
1: It was enough that we hadn't ground our own wheat yet um, <laughs> so, to add that. Next up, from Mike Jones, have you ever taken a job with elite, with without at least visiting the place for an interview? Like, what if the bathrooms only have single-ply toilet paper? Why would you ever want to work for someone that cheap? Well, first off, it's clear that Mike Jones, when he was at my house dropping off our care package, didn't use the restroom.
0: Because <laughs> I've met someone that cheap, and he's Two. a friend of mine.
1: Two. Uh, Jonesy, have you ever done... I've actually never accepted a job, even still with covid Without visiting the office first, what about yourself? Uh, and you I have, have now. Yeah. I have indeed, and I can
0: say that my employer is the single greatest job that I've ever had, if for no other reason that I get to choose my own
1: toilet paper. Um, so, if you go on site at some point and you get in the stall and there's single ply, are you going to like submit your resignation? Right, like I'm going to chalk that up
0: probably to changing economic headwinds, and you know <laughs> we're just we're just trying to cut some costs where we can. Um, but I assume it was quad ply before, uh, you know, there was a beer garden in our offices. There's a nap room, so I can only assume that it's, it's quad ply. Um, but, uh, yeah, I have, I have, uh, and I will say, uh, for whatever it's worth, I know we work in wildly different industries, but there is something to, uh, a place that doesn't feel like it needs to like. see you in the flesh to know that you can do a good job. Yeah. So uh
1: next up from Mike Jones, at this point in your life, what's your favorite Kirkland product? Ah. And why is it the dollar fifty hot dog and soda combo? Which I have never personally had, but I appreciate that it exists. So cheap and you have no palate How have you not had this? I just go with the slice of pizza when I'm in the Kirkland. I co sign on the pizza all day, every day. That's my yeah. choice uh, because I don't drink soda, so I don't need that as part of it. And a dollar fifty for a hot dog is a little indulgent, even when it is a quarter of a pound. So you do not have a you don't have a hot dog at the the ball game at the the football game. Oh, I have hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, all but, the time. I don't drink how, soda generally. Yeah, but how much
0: is a hot dog at a Michigan State football game?
1: Oh, I don't eat when I'm at the stadium. <laughs> You're <laughs> correct about that. Okay, all right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, that happens at the so, tailgate.
0: Um, but favorite Kirkland product that's not from the food court. Um, do you have a do you have a take on this? The Kirkland tequila
1: is very good, definitely mm. worthwhile. Pick that up. I've heard that the Kirkland, uh, like age-statemented scotches if you can get them, they're special. They only show up every once in a while. Pick them up when they're available. I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. Um, from there the uh, the big pack of chicken breasts. Yeah. Uh, those go in the cart every single time. Um and you introduced you me to those, the right? Yep, they get boiled, of course. And then they get we drink we also save the the boiled water cuz there's like yeah. protein in there. Um and I you introduced me to the stuffed peppers, which we've picked up a couple of times.
0: Stuffed peppers are great. Uh uh great value. Loki is the um you know how the rotisserie chickens? Mm-hmm. They pull a bunch of those, and so you can pick up a vacuum-sealed pack of just pulled, like, chicken meat.
1: See, uh, I had been told that actually that is not that good a value in the long run, but I never uh, did the math on it myself.
0: Oh, maybe not, it, but it's super convenient. It lasts a really long time. Um, the uh, Kirkland canned uh, chicken, the you know, for, like, a chicken salad or whatever, fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm going to go something dumb the uh uh kirkland like wet wipes or whatever yeah, you get a, you get, i'm just saying you get a disgusting
0: amount of those <laughs> like you get about those once a year man like
1: disgusting is right
0: uh and then next but up i mean like i mean like lysol wipes
1: not like uh
0: Oh, uh, yeah, like uh, laser wipes, not like uh, okay. butt
1: wipes. So Baby yeah. wipes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as an MSU fan shopping for a new home, would you ever considered buying a blue house? Now this is a direct shot at me from <laughs> for my care package this week. Uh Mike uh. Jones learned that my house is blue, uh and uh didn't approve and it as I told him at the time is a source of unending shame for me. Uh,
0: and and frankly, there's not enough ROI on you painting the house, and so you will not paint it.
1: So it won't happen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh finally for Mike Jones, uh, if it hasn't been talked about yet, what are we drinking tonight, folks? Uh yes. thank you again. Journeyman, uh distillery. Definitely worth the while. Next up from Jair Bear, Mimosa or Bloody Mary. To me, it's mimosa, easy, far and away. Do you drink bloody Mary's? You do, don't you? Oh yeah. Is that what but, you would pick here?
0: Uh, if I'm doing like, uh, if I'm getting day drunk, I'm gonna do one bloody, and then I'm switching to mimosas after that.
1: Oh, so, so both? Wow. Yeah, you gotta you start, you start with the bloody.
0: Uh, like, you gotta get that spice to like liven you get up, up, get yourself up, get that champagne drunk, which will just get you giggly and happy. That's that's where I'm at.
1: Next up from JR Bear, uh what show were you obsessed with in college that you're now. embarrassed to admit now? The West Wing. Oh, that's a good one. My God, it's just so idealistic and idealistic well, it's in that so just, '90s way.
0: So written by a white dude who just yeah. diminishes the value of women and people of color and tokenizes them all over the place. Yeah, well, it's after, real gross.
1: After he leaves the show, they make up for that a little bit.
0: <laughs> nah, nah, man. It's the, I'm that is easily the thing I'm most embarrassed that I was like really into
1: um in college uh freshman year i used to watch the tony danza talk show and, uh, I, would ma- I would go out of the way it, it would uh affect my performance as a student to, to make sure that i could watch the tony danza talk show because i loved the meme of it um and that's probably one that i I would take back if I could. Uh, next up from Gerber, Uh if we all promise to use the term home and away, will Alex Plum retire? <laughs> That's,
0: it's why he's not here right now. <laughs> Permission
1: granted. Next up from Eman Sinner, do we as faithful and responsible Spartan Twitter users have any obligation to call out accounts for tweeting at recruits when again. they don't commit? Eman Sinner, yes. If we Question were doing Twitter competitions, you would win. Uh, yes. The- so I think
0: the solution is to this: uh, that if you see someone commenting on, and like, let's all agree, because I think everyone who listens to this podcast doesn't comment negatively at a, it in a, in a recruits uh, commitment or if they show love to another school or whatever. But if you see it, here's your obligation as a, as, as someone who's a decent human being. You need to reply to it, delete this now, and you can add an expletive if you want, uh, but delete now. And then you need to re- quote, tweet, and retweet said uh, negative comment and encourage all of your followers to also shame that individual.
1: Yeah. This has to, to self-regulate, regu- uh, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, like, and seriously, if you see it, you need to confront it. And make people want to delete their Twitter accounts. That it needs to be a unwelcome space because if you're, as a whomever, getting in the mentions of a sixteen, seventeen year old kid, like get off Twitter. Yeah, do get off Twitter?
1: Uh, thank you, Eman Center. Yes, absolutely. We probably should have covered that higher in the episode. Uh, I knew this question was
0: foreign. coming, but yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: next up from Momopoly, Uh why is he Lansing? Negative thirteen. Lancing... Uh, <laughs> Negative thirteen, why is East Lansing not in the top twenty five and then there's a a link to the best college towns first place is From Madison. Wow.com. Uh, wowcom there's uh there's beer, a walkable downtown, and East Lansing. Is it possible to make the Red Cedar an ultimate waterfront destination um well, first off, I've been to Madison it's a nice enough place, but if that's your top college town in the country, then like East Lansing's not that far off I, I think the real problem that east lansing has is there's some geographic challenges like it doesn't have a like any kind of interesting geographic thing to it there's no like water that runs through it there's no like interesting terrain um i think if we could take east lansing and lansing and reduce the separation both would benefit substantially yeah. It, to have 127 just cut the two off and to have that much space between the two is a real bummer. Um, if you could have the Dome and you could have the river walk and you could have campus and you could have all of those things. And frankly, Lansing could have some of the, you know, economic benefits of having MSU in it. That would have that would be a benefit to everyone, I think. It's a bummer. It can it can still be done, but there are just there are challenges for East Lansing um, that are going to be hard to overcome in the long run. Not least of which it's run by idiots. Um, next up, negative uh, 14 in the U.S. District court fight for the MSU women's swim and dive team. The MSU attorney suggested the university managed title line compliance on its own and that it's not up to the courts to be quote ad hoc athletic directors, why did they send a male attorney to represent Jenny this one's all yours <laughs>
2: um,
0: yeah I'm looking at some of the reporting on this and it's uh the reporting's complicated uh, the i don't do you want me to start with like historical discrimination against women
2: in the the yeah.
0: practice of law like I mean where do you want me to start with this uh or just merely that
2: um i i don't you know i don't know um but i mean this is an area where you can't be surprised and also
1: the outcome is going to be the same legally whether they send a male yeah. attorney or a female attorney
0: yeah if you told me that we were at trial no. if you were at trial with a jury mm-hmm. uh we can have a different conversation but in an argument to a judge i I don't I just don't think that matters, but um maybe it does. Um but uh I don't I just don't think this is gonna be a winning argument for the the suitors, uh if mm. you will. Yeah. So
1: I mean it hasn't been for others, so and also it's not gonna save the men's team. Right. It's uh, just gonna it costs more money because they'll have to keep the freaking pool around. Next up, from Always Thinking 1835, which is better, deciduous or carnivorous trees?
0: Uh, trees? Deciduous. But if you give me shrubs? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Like a rhododendron? Oh my, god. oh, my god!
1: Oh, my god! The least expected answer of all. Time. Usually I have a, a vague idea what direction he's going to go in, but this differentiation... <laughs> I was not prepared for. I I need to make sure that my understanding. If it's wrong, you deserve it, and you should have to sit in it. Uh, Next up from always thinking thirty-five, I
0: I had it as it 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 is indeed conish. It's it's. Ah. I I thought I thought you know the the distinction that they give you is that don't lose their leaves, but there are more trees that don't lose their leaves than are coniferous. So uh, I knew it
1: was, go. yeah, man, way you really go.
0: shit the bed on that one.
1: Embarrassing.
0: Fuck the dog, as Alex Plum would say. <laughs> Next up from Always Thinking
1: 1835, how does a listener become a listener guest? Can there be only one? Or is it more of a, more of a, the Santa Claus situation, where a listener just has to push Paul Alex off a roof of Paris clothes? <laughs>
2: that is the best question and they
1: just they just become the, the next listener guest and they go through really bizarre visual and physical transformations i'm
0: i am mildly concerned that we will put alex at jeopardy or in jeopardy if we say
1: yes to this yeah I'll protect your guys coming for him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it, you grow a mustache, though. You grow the Alex Plum mustache, though, if you, if you take the mantle of a uh, listener guest.
0: I do like that the other reference, though, is a Highlander one. And so truly, the only answer is that in some way, Alex Plum dies in order to become, <laughs> become on this podcast.
1: There can only be one. Uh, And finally, from Always Thinking 1835, uh, now that there seems to be some clarity into what the Big Ten will look like in the next five to ten years, is that true? I don't think that's true. I don't know that we're there yet, Uh, Always Thinking 1835. Uh, What do you think it will look like in a hundred years?
0: Non-existent. Planets can be dead anyway.
1: Yeah. There will be heat death of the planet. Not of the universe, but heat death of the planet will have happened in a hundred years. It'll be... Uh, Mad Max, and maybe we'll be conference aligned in our fight for water. But Yeah, uh, that, that's, that is
0: indeed what conference realignment is truly about.
1: And the Big Ten would win that.
0: Because of the TDI uh, balls.
1: Yeah, and actually having the, the Great Lakes. But anyway. Yeah, but uh, you know that
0: we got LA, so we just picked up LA. <laughs> well, that's
1: maybe there's they're... desalination by then uh, at okay. that, that kind of scale. Um, next up, and finally from Dan Hellpepper. Uh, better to wear a raincoat in the summer and be sweaty or just get rained on. Wow. Uh,
2: great
0: question. I would say you need to upgrade your raincoat. Uh, go to REI and get something that vents better.
1: Yeah, get but vents, my man.
0: Uh, I would tend to say, just get rained
1: on at that point in time. Get yourself. No vents. Uh, next up. Is it true that as Carrie Bradshaw said in sex in the city episode, that a squirrel is a rat. With a cuter outfit. Fact. Yeah, uh, and
0: and same is true of deer.
1: Oh, not not you're not charmed by deer.
0: Lawn rats. They're lawn rats. Uh,
1: It's funny that she went after squirrels when she had pigeons the whole time, uh, which I I think are truly just like the feathers. Cover the fact that you're a rat. Like, (laughs) you're bro. You are a rat pigeon Yeah, people talk about
0: the rat king. Uh, when you see a bunch of pigeons take off, that's just the dispersment of a rat king
1: of the of the avian rat king. Yeah. And finally, from Dan halpepper pre pitted cherries, or do you enjoy spitting?
2: Uh, spit. I mean,
1: it's it, like uh, olives.
2: Olives with a seed, I prefer. Yeah. Um,
1: I will say that uh, cherries are the most indulgent. Of the, uh, of the, of the of the correct fruits. diet. So um, I'll <laughs> stick to my, I'll stick to my. Uh, Kevin's asking, there. does it cost more to have them pre-pitted? Yeah. Uh, am I paying someone for this? <laughs> if not, I could spit myself. Thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, it's been a blast. Uh, you, we're like less than two months from
1: football season. Yeah, I think in like a month and a half. You could be optimistic and say.
0: We're, we're about ready to have season four of this podcast. Are you comfortable
1: with that? Bow, 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 bow. Let's go. All right.
0: <laughs> the most ambivalent answer I've ever heard. Uh, all right, brother. Go green. Go white.